0: Be okay. Well, good morning. Wow, are y'all excited yet? Hmm? We'll call Stevie back up here if we have to. Amen. Uh, praise God. I I'm I really appreciate that. That's good, Les. Um, I enjoy the conversations that we have concerning. Um, we know that we know that number one. How many of you know that God has never been in a box? <laughs> You know, when we say, let's let him out of a box, what we're saying, let's let's get out of the box. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he's not in a box. So we need to get out of the religious blo- box, don't we? And block, too. <laughs> we need to, uh, all that stuff. But I've, I was hearing the word demonstration today. I've been hearing the word demonstration. I mean, how many are ready to see a demonstration? Yeah. You know, something happening that's more than just... Why why we do what we do, we know that that here, okay, this is another one of those great days to celebrate something. But, you know, aren't you glad he's alive every day in us? Amen. And, you know, I think even the world kind of looks at us like, um, yeah, you know, you've been telling this story a long time. And we even believe it. We even know that it happened. We have no doubt that Jesus died. You can find that as a historical fact, can't you? Historically, you can prove that. But... You know, they say, "What? Wh- wh- but why? What, what is it for us? What do we need to know?" That he died, and he was buried, he rose again, and so on. You know, we're, how many know we we are we, becoming more relevant? When I say relevant, I don't mean compromised uh, with the world system, but how many of you know we need to be able to minister in a way that that get people out of out of their box? <laughs> Amen. You know, people need to get out of there. Uh, whether they're re- so-called religious or not, or whether they've been involved in, you know, some people will say, well, I got baptized, you know, when I was a baby, so I'm, you know, well, you go through all this religious stuff, and the, and it boils down to is what is your present day relationship with Jesus Christ about, doesn't it? That's what it really comes down. To. What is our present day truth and relationship with Jesus Christ? So we appreciate what you're doing here. I know that I'm going to introduce a couple of friends real quick that are here uh, that, that we've just recently met. And then, of course, it's always, good to see Brother Ed and good to see Robert and Julie. Um, I have a friend, Verinda. Wave your hand. You're so short, though. Stand up. Her people in the back can see. Verinda Williams, she's a good friend of ours. She came this morning. And then Linda Cartwright, we finally get to meet. We've been trying to figure out things for what five years or so four or five years knew we were in the same area so she she came down to the bar i mean to the church today and and, uh, thought she'd get another drink of the new wine or something huh how many know we need the flowing belinda we're glad that you came today and and i'm so glad uh my wife pam i look a whole lot better when she's here even if she's not standing with me, I'm tempted to call her up here right now. But she's not. But but I feel a whole lot better too when she's with me. She's been. Uh, through a little journey of some processes, some things too, and uh, this is a great day to just proclaim resurrection power in our lives. How many would do that right now in your life? Give him a great thanks for resurrection power, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And if that same Spirit dwells in us, Amen. It will quicken. It'll make alive your mortal body. Meaning that it, this very this very life that we now live, I love Galatians 2.20, don't you? Can I just talk a little bit? I just really want to I want to get out of, you know, we know what everybody's doing on Easter Sunday, right? Whether you call it Easter or Resurrection Day, if you feel like Easter is way back somewhere, you need to call it the Passover Resurrection. Well, we don't want to get in a fight about anything today. I mean, <laughs> amen. I mean, just glad he arose. Amen. <laughs> But we know what, you know, we know we can recount the story, and that's good. I, I, you know, it's n- nothing wrong with, at certain times, doing particular things. But, you know, I'm really hungry. How about you? I'm really hungry for the experiential reality... That of uh, okay, if we say what if we have what we say and we're believing for what we really say we believe if we really believe in this, how many know the very base? You can't have it. You, there is no gospel without the death, burial, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 15, 1 through four makes that clearly clearly a part. That, that's the that's the gospel. That is the basic gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If He is not raised, we have no gospel. Right. If he, if he wasn't raised, we, then our faith is in vain. But thank God we know he is raised. He, we, in fact, not only is he raised, we were risen with him. This is some reality, some present-day truths that I believe God is bringing back to his church, his ecclesia, the, 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 the church that is being raised up today that is kingdom-minded. How many glad to be in a place that's kingdom-minded? Amen. I think we need to keep emphasizing the kingdom aspect because if we're going to move off of dead center, as it were, as just going through the motions, going to church, going, you know, just, just, you know, you can develop good habits and just going to church can just become a good habit that you forget after a while while we're here. (laughs) Amen. We didn't come here for just ourselves today, right? So we came here together, corporately together so that not just one or two might get something or one or two have something, but I hope God is speaking things to you right now. I hope you're receiving things right now that that you can make a note of or you can make a mental note or even write something down. Uh, I used to uh, preach, you know, preachers, when preachers preach and preachers are listening, You know, it's hard, you know, you got so many things God's speaking to you. I'm writing down things. I'm not really writing down what the preacher's saying. I'm writing down what the Lord's, (laughs) now sometimes I do, but, but, but he's speaking, you know, he, he quickens things to you. And that's the way that it ought to be with every believer, not just a few preachers and singers that are up here on the platform, right? Right? I don't know if I'll get invited back for my next time. I may just ruin it today, right now. I don't know. But how many of you know we need to, we really need to break some old patterns and, and come in even with a different mindset than we just say. Okay, it's Sunday morning. We're coming to church, and we're going to just we're, we're going to praise with Stevie. We're going to get. But wait a minute. We need to do more than just come in and lift up a little something. We need to get. We, we, there needs to be something in our heart, Amen. That focuses on Him and that makes what then Stevie do or what Brother Les does every week, what people do up here, is not just somebody doing something to be doing it we're not we're not in the old testament we're not we're not living under an old priesthood where it takes a certain group of people who just do the praise right uh, we're not sending moses up to the mountain and let moses hear from god uh huh right We're not there at Mount Sinai today. We've come to Mount Zion. Amen. We've come to the place where God is calling the general assembly and the congregation of the firstborn, who Jesus happens to be the firstborn from the dead, right, raised from the dead. He is bringing us to a place that we come together jointly. I'm going to talk about that word in a minute, what that word jointly or or what one of the words that, that means, because there's something about it when people get together in one, hey, it happened at Pentecost. Because remember, one mind and one accord, something will happen. So how many right now, once again, let's bring our every thought into captivity right now. Let's bring our minds into a place. I want to release the apostolic prayer of Ephesians 1 and 17. How many will stretch your hand with me and believe it? Verinda's with me today. I'll preach to her. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto every one of you, what? A spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, Christ. Why? So that the eyes of our heart, understanding, will literally be be opened, enlightened, illuminated so that we'll know what? We'll know the hope to which we've been called. We'll know the riches of the power of His glory. We'll know why He has called us into an inheritance as the saints of God. Will you receive that spirit of wisdom and Revelation right now? Will you begin to speak to yourself saying, Lord, I am an inheritor of Your will. I am walking in that place because we've ascended with You. We rose with You. We are now with You, seated with You in a heavenly place so we know today that we have that working in our lives wow thank you father thank you lord somebody just keep giving him a little praise here wow i'm not going to preach a traditional message anyway so don't worry about that if you're just waiting for me to start you're waiting for a title too bad i'm already there so just (laughs) amen come on wow because if we are who said awesome oh thank you judy You can say that word two or three times if you want to. No, she's not talking about She's talking about what we're releasing, what we're sensing. Ain't none of us, I use an old Arkansas word, ain't none of us really worth anything to what we think we are. You know, we we put a lot of emphasis on the flesh sometimes, don't we? Paul said, you know, uh, uh, I acknowledge he did, when he said there's no good thing in me that is in my flesh, He did turn around. He didn't have that old, you know, woe is me mentality. He said, but I, Philippians, uh, Philemon 1, 6, I acknowledge every good thing that's in me in Christ Jesus. I mean, you know, you can acknowledge those good things that are in you in Christ Jesus because they're birthed in you by Christ. Amen. And that's what we need to be saying. That's what we need to be declaring. In fact, declaration, this just came to me in this way. Declaration will bring us to a demonstration. Somebody say declaration brings us to a demonstration. And then listen to this. I've been on this word too, but I believe we haven't got there yet. I was talking to, uh, Les, I don't know if me and you talked about this, it was someone else, uh, about the word Decree. How many of you know the word decree is more than than even declare? Declare is like a prophetic thing that comes forth and it does bring some de- demonstration, but we haven't really come, I don't think yet to Brother Ed, I don't think we've come to the kingdom decrees yet, or the apostolic decrees yet, because we haven't come and seen that manifestation of the demonstration of Jesus Christ, like he wants to bring. That's why many times we're just declaring this and declaring that, saying this, saying that. God wants us to come to a place that it literally becomes, it, it becomes like the where it says the word of God is a what a two-edged sword. You know what that literally means? It's a double-mouthed sword. It's what God is saying, and when you say it in the presence of two, I mean, you know in the in in the place of every two or three witnesses, something's established, isn't it? So God is establishing His Word today as the living Word of God. Thank God for that. So if, you, if i got to read a little scripture, I will do that. Amen. So turn to Philippians chapter 3. And I also certainly recognize what day it is and what time it is, so don't worry. We're just going to release what the Lord... I know on Easter some of you got the roast going at the house. And uh I will get my water or get some water here, baby. Let me have that oh, okay, that's be good. Um, we are in fact, aren't you glad that it's becoming lifestyle Christianity to where I long for those times that we get to hang out or be together in fellowship and and eat and talk about the things of the Lord, then eat some more, then talk you know? I mean, it's like where it gets to be all day almost, you know. I know in this day and time it's almost unheard of to be able to do that. But I'd like to see that happen again. Why? Because there's something about the fellowship of the saints. I see you all are extremely excited about that. Uh, it, it's, a, it's about the fellowship of the saints that bring about something that causes there to be some demonstration. I mean, no, demonstration needs to happen more than just what, it's actually more than just what one person can do. One person can do a lot, I understand that, but there's something that's been missing out of this equation in why that we do what we do. Now, a lot of people know what we do, do they know why we do it? Everybody can pretty well tell you, even sinners can walk in here and tell you today, okay, I know what you're going to do at church, especially on this Sunday. You're going to do this and do that and do this. Well, that's okay. That's not the, that's not the point. The point is, is why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we, why are we uh, sometimes doing things that, that seem to be good or seem to be necessary? Maybe they're not ne- necessarily necessary. <laughs> Amen. If, you can, if I can say it like that, but what is God wanting to release to us today? I believe that if we get this demonstration of of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, it's going to do more than just change our hearts. It's going to change the city. It'll change the community. It'll change it'll change people's lives that are not even that are in your family that may not have even talked about the Lord or you haven't had a, been able to get a relationship with going in the Lord. You know, sometimes when we're trying to reach them so hard, they're 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 pushing away. But but the Lord can start dealing with those hearts, can He? He can start dealing with those in your family that may be away from the Lord. But He knows how to bring them into a place. Let's read a little bit here in Philippians three. And let me and let me get to the point there, where we'll be able to at least get to it. Let's start with verse. Um, you know, Paul is giving his pedigree. Really, he he's telling about. <laughs> You know, where all he's been, what all he's done. You know, he's he's a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I wouldn't brag about that, but he was just telling about it, you know, where he came from. Amen. I mean, you know, we all came from somewhere. We all have a past, a good one, some some bad, some good, some in between. He was just telling about what his life was in Judaism. But he said in verse 7, maybe that'd be a good place to pick up, but what things were gained to me, meaning all those things he could, have, he could kind of la- laud himself with what he had accomplished in that particular life, he said, hey, all those things I've counted loss for Christ. Those things that were gained to me, I counted loss. And then he said in verse 8, Yet indeed I also count all things lost, but for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I, listen to this, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. If you read that really uh, correctly in some of the Greek uh, or, or some of the other studies, it even implies that he willingly, he willingly suffered the loss of all things. He willingly gave up a lot of things. Why? And count them as rubbish. Why? That I may gain Christ. Somebody say that with me. That I may gain Christ. Now he didn't say gain Jesus. He said I want to gain the Christ Jesus. I want to gain. I want to gain the the anointed one, the Messiah. I want to gain what's in Him. And listen to this. He went further in verse nine. And be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Let me stop there just a minute. A while ago, I I got sidetracked, which I I get easily to do with the older I get, Judy. It must be something, but Galatians 2.20. I gave that verse a while ago, but how many thank God for Galatians 2.20? I am crucified, or literally, I am being crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Isn't that a paradox? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but who? Christ liveth in me. And now here's the key. And the life that I now live, I live, how? By the faith of the Son, not my faith, but by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself up for me. As one translation says, who gave himself up for me. And then he goes on to say, I will not frustrate the grace of God. Or I will not, that means, that word there means, I will not nullify. The grace of God. How many know we can get frustrated or we can nullify some of the workings of God in our life when we try to work it out and try to figure it out? Okay. Is the life I now live okay? How do I live this life now that I'm in Christ? And since I'm crucified with Him, that means that then the complete work has been done. I'm crucified with him, meaning, but then I was raised with him and ascended with him. And now that full, complete, finished work of Christ is working in my life. How many know there is a finished work of Christ that brings you into a place of peace and rest? It brings you to a place that you can begin to see. I was sharing with the home group down there in East Texas, Derek Evers group, home group Tuesday night, and the Lord really quickened that thing about the not just the finished work as we call it, but the complete and and expected life of Christ that what he's already gone before us in. How I many you know God has already seen your life. He doesn't work from your beginning to the end. He's already seen your end. So he's working back to the beginning. So as you walk it out, you don't miss anything. You might make a mistake, you might miss something, but really he's already figured in what you thought you missed. He's already he's already figured in the time that you thought, oh man, I wasted those fifteen years. Probably not. Probably not. It was you had to maybe, maybe we have to go uh sometimes like Israel did, you know. If they if they, they were only eleven days' journey to the promised land when they left each. Eleven days, but it took them forty years. <laughs> Somebody said, Well, if they'd just asked a woman for directions, they'd have got there a lot quicker. <laughs> Miriam, you know, they'd have No, you know why they were there? Because when the 12 spies went into the land to spy out, 10 of them came back with that bad report. Oh, man, the giants are so big and the land, you know. But Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit, didn't they? They came back and said, yeah, the giants are big, but you ought to see the size of the grapes. You ought to see what we can do in that land. And so because of that evil report, and that's that's why you can't go by the majority rules. How many of you know that? Ten said no too. I mean a lot of churches are still that way. They're still voting. You know? Oh, I don't want to go there today. You can't go. In fact the majority is hardly ever right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that's the way that most people think a certain way, so, so they're thinking out of a carnal mindset. This is oh, this is this makes sense. No, our sense gets in the way a lot of time of what God is saying by the Spirit. So we need to come into that place that that then we don't frustrate or nullify and say, "Okay, I've got to take I got to study this thing two years before I can I can even see if I can walk in it." Hey, there comes a time that that when you go through training or you go through what God is doing in your life, you can, you can sit back and say, forever, I'm not ready. I mean, you know, sometimes God will get you ready real quick. In fact, sometimes He's looking for raw people who are just willing to say, here I am. Here I am. I'm ready to be. Yeah, there's got to be some training. There has to be some seasoning. But yet there should be a time that God can entrust us with some things that need to be said or things that need to be done. Amen. Now, that gets us down to verse, go back to Philippians 3. I get out of Galatians 2 now. Here's the key verse right here. So powerful. You could take these three or four things in here, just teach on them a long time. Number one, that, here's why he said all he said. When he said, now I want to come into a place that the righteousness that I have is by faith, that I may know him. Somebody say, that I may know him. Now, I was going to start. If I would have done what I thought I was going to do, I would have started in John twelve today, and I would have read that story about Jesus that a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die. How many remember that? It was a week of Passover when he was getting ready to go to the cross, and uh, he had that he had that um, he had a couple men that came to where they were and asked Philip said, "We want to see Jesus." How many know? There's a lot of people that are just interested. They just want to see him. They don't really want to know him. They just want to see him. (laughs) You know. It's kind of like today, you know, if I could just see somebody, if I can just hear about somebody. No, then Paul says, though, and this isn't just know about him. I mean, no, this isn't just that I may know him, meaning that, oh, I know of him or I know about him. I mean, no, that's what that's what being a Facebook friend is about. It's just you don't really know him You just unless you have a personal relationship with the people. You just know about certain things. He said, I, I may know him. And then he qualifies that. By giving three things that come back to that, that I may know him. How will we know him? Or how will we know him intimately? Or how will we know him in a way that he's working in us? As I believe Brother Les was sharing early tonight. Another way that you can say that, um, I think he was talking about Christ is not just with us. He's in us. Christ died for us. Listen to this. He didn't just die for us. He died as us. Think about that one. W- were not we with him? Did, is not that the reason why he died? Didn't he die so that, so that we might be? He might redeem all creation? He, we, he didn't just die for us. He died as us. Why? Because Christ is not just Christ is life. Christ as life. Come by and say Christ as life. It's a big difference between saying Christ is my life and then saying Christ as my life. Because Christ as my life means his anointing and his power and his resurrection power is working through me. So here's three things quickly that I may know him how and in the power of his resurrection. That's why we're here today, right? We're talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The early church, Brother Les, the early church preached and lived in this resurrection power. Galatians 4 says that with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus meaning that they lived in that resurrection power not just focusing back on what he did not just focusing back and it wasn't long for them but even by the time Pentecost rolled around it was still a fairly new uh, uh, happening that Christ had died so they were still living in that resurrection power of Christ so he said that I may not Him and the power, the dunamis. We get the word dynamo from that. Dynamo is something that produces electricity, right? Something that, so God is wanting to produce something in us that is more than just, oh, I feel the power or I have a power. No, it's a power that's supposed to demonstrate something in us. Right? It's supposed to be able to bring us to a place that then if I know him and the power of his resurrection, it leads me to the next one and to the fellowship of his, oh, sufferings. Oh, the fellowship of his sufferings. I found something I had wrote a long time ago. And let me see if I can remember it. I might not have to look at it like this, but I think I will make sure. It's so powerful. And then I'll give you the, the word for resurrection another one time it's used a little different way than what is the normal how many know the basic word for resurrection is to stand up again to stand back up how many glad you can stand up in christ today amen i'm glad we can we're standing up somebody said i may be sitting down but on the inside i'm standing up (laughs) amen we can stand up for Christ. Amen. It's not your posture many times. not your natural posture. It's your spirit man. It's your what's been put inside of you that begins to flow out of you. It doesn't work from the outside in. Aren't you glad he works from the inside out? He said, if I know him and the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. Listen to this. I'll go ahead and read the last part. Being... Conformed to his death. Now that is a powerful word. Conformed is the Greek word sumorphous, meaning something is 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 really coming forth. It means to be jointly formed. It means to come into a place when you're conformed, you're jointly formed or you're in union with his death. You're in union with then who he is. He lives his life through you because you have been crucified in him. It was a joint venture. God is now living in you and through you because you are conformed. You are joined with. You are identified with Christ. So that's why that no matter what we go through, no matter what we find out when you know him and you come into the power of his resurrection, how many know you come into a time that you do experience some fellowship of his sufferings? We don't want to talk about that. I'm not talking about you got to be sick all the time or poor all the time or broke all the time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an identification of stepping out of one reality into another, and be, many times all you have to do—most people are living so far behind the scenes and b- behind what Christ is doing—that when you step up into what He wants you to do, it's not that we're stepping up so far; it's just most people are so far behind. You know, they think you're—they think you're a radical. We just have a saying that we've been—we've been. We've been um, We've been subnormal so long that when somebody gets normal, we think they're abnormal. <laughs> right? We think they're just, and that's just, it should just be normal. It should just be that there should be resurrection power break out of us into a spontaneous place of not just praise, but and not even sometimes, not even just worship. I mean, take us to that place that we began to manifest that glory of Christ that He is releasing now to His people, that He wants to release to the whole earth. So when I come into Him and in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship, the, the joint venture, the participation, the sharing, the partaking of Him, partaking of the very nature of Christ having the divine nature working in us. What does that do? That brings us to a place then that I'm conformed all the way back to the very premise of where he was, what he did when he died for us. He didn't, he didn't just do it for him. He did it for us and with us. Amen. He brought us to a place that we would be so conformed. We would so come out of our old life and so, and so out of where we have been that that's what people, hey, you know most people who we say one to the Lord or maybe people who are, who, are, who are being saved or however you would want to say it, most of the time it's by people who have had a great experience or been, quote, saved or born again six months or less. You know why? Because they're still excited. They're still excited about what God did for them. So they're not just going to sit back and say, oh, but what do we do? We bring them into church, and we get them settled in pretty quick, don't we? We get them fit into our ways pretty good. What, what about if we really got really radically, not just, you know, it's one thing to get radically delivered. Some people say you don't have a testimony unless you've been, you know, delivered from something way bad or way out there. I mean, know oh, the, the best deliverance you can get is deliverance from ourselves we just got to get delivered from ourselves, our own um, inhibitions, our own inabilities, what we think. God is not concerned about your ability or inability. He wants your availability. He just simply wants us to be available. So I'm asking you today on this resurrection day that we remember, but it really is a, should be just a normal part of our lives now, how many, how many want to experience now that that revelation and that demonstration of Jesus Christ in a, in a really a new way. How many, how many want it to be something more than just, oh well it was another good Sunday. See hands we all want, we know we want that but we put it in a place many times you got to do it this way, you got to do this kind of altar call. I don't want to do that today. I want to bring it to a place to where we jointly participate in saying, "Wait a minute. I am Crucified with Christ. But I'm living. Why? I'm living because Christ lives in me now. The resurrected power. The resurrected life. The resurrected anointing of Jesus Christ. But there's something about... The corporate anointing, which is what Paul talked about in Colossians chapter 1, the Christ in you. That's Christ in all of us. You know, the major, what should be the, really the only focus, if you want to just narrow it down to what is the reason why we come together. The very reason it should be is to not come together for ourselves, myself. What can I get out of it? What can I do? It should be what is God saying to us. What does he want to release in us today? When we all come together, what about if there is a Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we recognize not just who I am, but who he is in us? How many feel like you have a pretty good definition of what you're being in Christ? That we've had that revelation, haven't we, most of you? You know who you are in Christ. You've been through maybe the steps of, you know, you got to say word of faith. You learn how to confess the word of God learn who you are. I think in the book of Ephesians, it's something like, I forget how many times, 20 or 30 times in Christ. Just that term, in Christ. So we should have learned who we are, meaning that who our identity is in him. Who That we have a heavenly father, we know who we are and, and we know how to recognize the family of God. We know how to recognize who we are now in Him, what we have, so, so to speak, what we have received from Him uh, to where we can walk in our lives, right? Steve, why don't you come on, if you will, now. Um, but today, I want to emphasize, since Christ has, has jointly brought us into a place of being conformed, to come into a place that we are in union with Him, jointly formed in His death, so that we can live in Him. Isn't that something? That's the beauty of the cross. That's the beauty of the resurrection of the life of Christ. Now He lives in us. We know that. We know that positionally, and most of us know that experientially for ourselves. But what I believe it would revolutionize the church as we know it. I believe. When if believers would begin to come together and their focus would be to just really minister to him, focus on him in prayer, worship, and what all God was saying, and then let the word be released just like it does here many times. Like it can happen during the middle of a course. It can happen when, when someone gets something or Brother Les feels to release something. It ought to be that way. I mean, you know, that ought to be the norm. But we've been taught so long that order is, you know, doing everything one, two, three, four, five, six that we've been taught to do. And I mean, you know, the spirit realm has another total different order. The spirit has an order that certainly doesn't bring conflict. I mean, it, it it brings it'll conflict your flesh, it'll confront your flesh. But I mean, you know, when you're in the spirit realm, it's something that God begins. You you learn how. Oh, I see. If I slip, if I go through the veil. Like Christ did. He went through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Flesh meaning the carnal mind, meaning what I want. So how many of you know, you got to go ahead and go through the veil today. Keep going through the veil. you got to, every day, got to go, because the veil, every time you live in the world or you go out there, but the veil is done away with in Christ. So, therefore, just keep passing through the veil and keep looking at Christ. Because today, here's what I wanted, the last thing I wanted to say when we get back in to see what the Lord wants to end it with. But I just want, I not only want to see him, I not only want to know him, I want him to know me. I want him to know us. And I want him to know how to flow through us so that everybody who especially who especially calls on his name. Now, there's, there's, sure, there's a worldwide spreading and revelation of the gospel coming, sure. But how many know the church needs to come to a place? The people of God need to come. If we could get in some unity and some oneness and some agreement, it will revolutionize what we think the world needs. <laughs> They've been hearing us preach a long time. How do you know that? They've been seeing us do all kinds of stuff. They still ain't... They're still out there, right? So they got to see a resurrection power of Christ. Amen. So would you begin to just lift your hands, begin to worship. Just, Stevie, just begin to sing whatever you feel. To sing one of those songs or a different one today. Father, right now, as we just enter back into a place of worship, I just release, Father, right now the word of the Lord to every one of your sons and daughters today, Father. That, Lord, that you have fathered or you have brought us into a place of sonship. Lord our sonship is not in our sonship is not in what we do it's not in our ability it's not in even our performance our sonship is that deep place that you've called us into that identity place Lord that we not only know who we are in you but we know who you are in us And I thank you, Father, that you are revealing that right now. I pray and release that to the hearts and minds of your people today, Father, that they get that corporate anointing, that awareness that Christ in them is speaking right now in their hearts and lives. They can begin to call out things. They can begin to to see things that they have not ever seen before. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing now. When we do that, when we submit, oh, you begin to release all kind of healing, anointing, and power. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Are, are you two ladies right here? Are y'all together? Are y'all kin to each other? Or just let's sit and you. You do. Well, that's pretty close then. And, and what's your name right here? Ginger and Angela. I heard that name earlier. I was wondering where I heard you called her name. I think one time. But Ginger and Angela, it seems like I keep coming back focused to you two ladies. That you two are that dynamo, are that, that resurgence of electric power in Christ into an energy of the Holy Spirit that he's wanting to... The reason why you've gone through a breaking, the reason why you go through stuff, it's not because God's trying to punish us or... He's wanting us to go ahead and submit and release everything to him so he can he can just come from within. He wants out, right? And that's why you two ladies are so powerful right now. If you understood the dynamo that He's made you, you'll just begin to release the Holy Spirit. You'll begin. In fact, why don't Linda? Why don't you touch her? Verinda, Why don't you touch Angela? And let's agree. If someone wants to, go, somebody else wants to go there. But in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that in 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 Angela and in G- G- Ginger. Right now, Father, I thank you, Lord. Yes, Judy's put in that agreement right now. Lord, these two ladies are not only being delivered, they are being totally delivered and set free from their own minds, from their own lives, from their own background, from their own hurts, from their own pain, all all the things that they have been through to get to this place today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that now the Holy Spirit, even they don't even... Ginger, the, the Holy Spirit, is going to make Himself really known to you right now. Amen. Out of your belly, out of your innermost being, just going to flow rivers of living water. So somebody lift up. Let's praise with them and let them get in that spirit of praise right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we release the energy, the electricity, the dynamo, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit law to flow out of ginger and out of Angela and out of everyone right now, even as Linda and Verinda and Judy touch, Father I come in agreement with each one of us today, Father, I come in agreement with every one of us today, Father that the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, wants to come out he wants to manifest himself out of our mortal bodies, and we touch and agree right now, Lord, Father, we touch and agree with this dear mother in the Lord, we thank you, Father, right now that you'll touch her, strengthen her, quicken her mortal body right now let the power of the Holy Spirit just do an electric charge like a charging of a battery. Father, let her battery, her spiritual battery be charged in the name of Jesus. You're already alive and on fire. I tell you, you're, you're alive. Thank you, Father. Let the power of the Holy Spirit continue to flow through this woman of God in power and in anointing and in authority in Jesus' name. Lord, how many, how many will touch and agree with somebody back there? Out up there in the balcony, touch and agree with with somebody today and say, "Father, we release, we release the dynamo, the dynamus, the power of the Holy Spirit to not only touch and set free and heal and deliver but father to literally set." in order, set in place, set in position so that the power of the Holy Spirit might be able to be mightily, mightily, as Paul said, mightily working through me. Just like you've been waiting a long time, my brother, but God said the wait in that sense is over the weight of like, Lord, am I really ready? Am I prepared? Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to do that? The Lord said, forget about that. Forget about where you came from. Forget about what you've learned right now. Go to the school of the Holy Spirit. Go to the place that He begins to revolutionize. There's dynamite in you. There's power in you. There's a decree inside of you that God's been waiting for that time to come forth. And He said, now I'm putting it on my sons and daughters. I'm going to give them Apostolic power of Jesus Christ. I'm going to give them the release of the Holy Spirit so that whenever they come into a situation, whenever they come into a where there's a confrontation, they're not going to back down. They're not going to have to sit back. They're going to respond affirmatively that Christ in me, Christ in you, Christ in us is our hope of glory. And you're going to declare some things that are going to move to that decree that are literally going to shake things up and move things and point things set things in proper order and direction come on how many want that in your life today hallelujah hallelujah somebody else ought to stand to their feet right now somebody else ought to begin to declare the wonderful works of the Lord amen when, when the psalmist said this is the day the Lord hath made he wasn't just saying that's not just a good slogan that is the day that Christ died did you know that Psalms 118 is that prayer where Christ was literally going to be dying on the cross. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day you say, I feel like I'm dying. Good. Go ahead and die so you can live. Go ahead and come into a place that everything about you passes away so that you can enter into that place. And then you can say, I shall not die, but live. I shall not die. It doesn't say, I, I will live and not die. It says, I will not die but live. Why? First, that was spoken prophetically about Christ. Amen. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. And God is sending out a people here today that he's ready to send out with declarations and decrees that are literally going to change the context, the context and the contour and the flavor of this culture. Oh, Hallelujah. Wow. Have you got it? Did you feel that release? Did you get everybody got that release in your spirit right now? Now, thank him for it and praise him for it. Again, don't leave without there being a praise and a... Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, anything else, Brother Les, you want anything? Any, anything? If anybody... uh just wants to come or come up here certainly we'll take time to pray with you whatever okay we certainly will but we're going to release you right now in jesus name how many know there is something that that when we i like that old testament psalms that said they blessed we were blessed out of the house of the lord you're not just blessed when you come in you're blessed out so we want to send you out right now and that's an apostolic term how many know that to be sent so no, just go on purpose today, go out with intention today, go out with the ability today to walk into situations that you used to would run from or you would you would not want to, you, you would not want to deal with don 't be afraid today god 's given you the grace and the power to deal with it. Father, I send them out in Jesus' name. I declare there's a sending of the Holy Spirit. I'm just simply agreeing with the Holy Spirit. I'm just simply agreeing that He's sending us out. He's sending us out from Zion, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. God has shined. So He's sending you out, Ginger. He's sending you out now, today. A whole different, a whole different person. You might have already been saved. Well, not saying that. I'm just saying that now there is a release now of Christ and when you go out you got a whole different perspective now Angela you work with her y'all work stay close together did i understand it right you live in the same house together All right, well, then take that block. Take that that whole area for Jesus then. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare it, Lord. We're not going to die. We're going to live, and we're going to declare the works of the Lord, and you're going to bring and you're going to bless your people with prosperity today as they have given. I pray somebody needs to realize that I know they make it simple with your giving. Don't make a big deal about it. Sometimes that's another thing that we take for granted. But there's someone today, don't forget to release, give financially to the work of God give because there's something on it today I believe I just heard that quicken to me there's something that God is going to quicken and multiply in that in Jesus name amen so go forth and be blessed by the Lord if you desire to come up and and uh, have prayer or share something with Pam is going to come up with me Elaine came in thank God Elaine good to see you one of our chief and dear intercessors as well so go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit today amen